There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We are happy to have you. And uh, this week, if you are returning, we are very happy to have you back listening to us again. If you are new, um, then we have a really fantastic guide that will teach you how to find a job without a college degree which is going to be what we're talking about here and what we've talked about previously. So if you're looking for further direction and how to make that happen, check out the website. It's DegreeFreeNetwork.com. DegreeFreeNetwork.com. Yeah. And uh, before we get started today, um, I just want to make a quick note uh, for the longtime listeners. You guys will notice that something is a little different. Um, Our audio, if you're listening, is a little different. And if you're watching, you can definitely tell that our video is 100% different. Yeah, so we are on the backup gear and uh, we are currently transitioning our life. We are moving. And so we had to break down our studio, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss a single episode in a single week. So we broke down the studio, but then we are now in our living room. And we had to move a whole bunch of stuff around, but we made it happen, and here we are. So it's not as attractive as our studio, but it'll it'll do. It'll do for the next few weeks. So sorry for the poor audio quality, and uh, hopefully uh, the video is decent up, up to your standards. There we go. That's I guess. The up to the up to the high standards that we have acclimated our yeah. Viewers. If it's not up to your standards, we're sorry. We're sorry, but also, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. So here we are, and let's get into it. So today we are talking about one of the questions that we've gotten um, the most. We actually have gotten a couple of questions, a couple of different questions. So I think that we're going to make. A couple of different episodes. This might be one of two or one of three in the series. Um, we've been talking about sales jobs and about how um, when we got sales jobs, Hannah and myself, um, how it changed our life and it changed the trajectory of our life. Um, learning the sales process, learning that we could make an argument to somebody of why they should spend their money with us, whether or not that was us selling a product or whether or not that was in our own businesses. Um, it was life-changing. And so we are getting a lot of questions about how, how to get a sales job with no sales experience. And this is something that if you listen to this podcast, you know that Ryan and I do tend to harp on the sales, on the sales aspect of work because it really does impact everything that you do. And it can it can shoot you ahead. It can make it easier for you to change jobs, and also make it much easier for you to um, find work in general, because it's just such a universally needed skill. Yeah, definitely. 
um, sales makes the world go round. It does. Yeah. And um, I guess a quick note of who this episode is for, because today we're going to be talking about how to get sales job if you have no sales experience, but you do have a little bit of work experience. A lot of our listenership, a lot of the people that we've been getting questions are like nurses, teachers, or tradesmen, tradespeople, I suppose. Right. And there are kind of, not sick of, but they're tired of their current career and they kind of want to transition into maybe something, maybe not as labor intensive or as intensive. Right. I'm not sure. However you want to, you know, whatever their reasons are, um, but they want to move into a sales role. And we're talking to the people that have a little bit of experience and who could possibly leverage that experience in that specific niche into a sales role in that same niche yeah. and or niche. There's quite a lot of people that I think they have the ability to do this. And some of them, the people who are asking these questions, realize that they're willing to do it. They just don't know where to start. And also because of the way that our school system teaches jobs, they don't teach people how to look dynamically at job opportunities and the way that jobs look in different industries. So people don't even know what they can do. And that's what um, we realized as we were getting into this. That there, There's a lot of people that we're speaking to with this. So in this one, we're going to talk to people that they have experience and they want to move into a different, a different job, specifically in sales. And they're just like, well, you know, the only, the only type of salesperson I'm familiar with is, you know, from the movies where a guy wears a suit and he goes around and he closes deals and shakes hands and signs papers, right? In boardrooms. And that's just really an inaccurate picture of what sales looks like nowadays. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I think it's, it's also unnecessarily intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, there's also another cohort of uh, people that have been asking questions, and that's going to be um, usually the people that have no work experience at all, but they want to get, get into sales. We tried to, we tried to in our pre-planning for this episode, we tried to see if there was a way that we can make it one episode, but it was a little bit too difficult. So we're gonna split, we're gonna split that up, and we're gonna make this one, and then we're gonna talk to that cohort of people later. I think there's gonna be value either way in both episodes, but the way that you're going to go about it is a lot differently. Um, so without any more preamble, let's uh, get into it. So we kind of owe it to our listenership to kind of go over a very brief overview of sales in general. So very generally, there's two different types of sales. There's B2C and there's B2B. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be business to business and business to consumer. Right, Exactly. And so business to consumer is going to be anything that you've bought recently. Right. So things you buy from Amazon. So your paper towels from Walmart, right. those are, those are business to consumer. They're right. selling something to somebody who's going to use the thing. And then if we want to talk about jobs that have salespeople in business to consumer, think about car salesmen, think about Vacuum sales, 
door to door, yeah, door to door sales. Um, Girl Scouts, when they sell you cookies, they're selling business to consumer. Right. That's a good example, I think. That's pretty clear that most people are familiar with buying popcorn from Boy Scouts or cookies from Girl Scouts. And it doesn't have to be in person. It can be like something like vacation, you know, um, um, what are they called? Like vacation planners. Oh yeah, travel agents. Travel agents, thank you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, travel agents. That's a that's an example of a service business to consumer. Yeah, because you can sell anything business to consumer. It doesn't necessarily have to be a product. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is going to be business to business. So that's um, a company that sells windows to companies that build skyscrapers. Right. Exactly. Or um, if you're if you've been to the doctor's office recently, the software that the receptionist uses to check you in and the software that the nurses and the doctor use to catalog and um, take notes of your visit to make sure that everything's all in one place. Right. That's, that's an example of business to business. Somebody sold them that right. from one business to another business. And then quickly, so those are the two different types. And then there's also inside sales and outside sales. So I have a good example for this one, actually. Um, It's the McDonald's app. So if you have a McDonald's app, that means that you bought something from McDonald's. And then if you were buying inside the app, that's technically inside sales because you're currently a customer of McDonald's and they're just continuing to sell you things, but that you've already bought from them. Whereas someone who's never bought anything from McDonald's is not a customer of McDonald's. So... When they're trying to sell them something, right? So when they're trying to sell them of you know a Coke slushie or whatever, that is outside sales. Those people are not current customers, so they're not inside of their ecosystem. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I never would have thought about that myself. But um, so when I think of inside sales versus outside sales, I think of timeshare. I think of that's like the first example that pops in my head. Um, and if anybody that's ever stayed in a timeshare will know when you get there, like the next morning or that day, there's going to be somebody that calls you up and on the, on the phone and Johnny's going to want you to come down to the lobby to get your welcome packet. Oh yeah, he does. And Johnny is going to tell you that he's got discounts to restaurants and attractions around the local area. And it's his job to get you into a presentation because you already own or you're with an owner, they're going to get you into a presentation with the hopes of you buying more. That is inside sales because you're already a customer and they're trying to get you to re-up your package or buy a bigger package. Outside sales in that same industry is going to be those people that stand out in the street or the people that stand or sit at the concierge desk and they, when you ask, can I get more towels? Or, hey, can I go on a helicopter ride of the area? They're going to be like, yeah, absolutely. I can get you that for free if you go to a two-hour presentation. And at that presentation, they're going to try to sell you a timeshare. And that is outside sales. Two different examples, but that, that just quickly kind of gives us a differentiation between inside and outside sales, business to consumer, business to business. It's good to know the context. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if you're going to be applying to these jobs, right? I mean, it's, this is super basic stuff, 
but um, it's good for a lot of the people that are asking us questions because it seems that we're we need to give everybody the base of where to of where to at least start conceptualizing how they think about their future roles as a salesperson. Right. Because you don't want to apply for an outside sales role if you're not prepared to go through doing that because prospecting and getting people from the outside is, is difficult. Yeah. I mean, inside sales is difficult too. It, it's just... Yeah. Different kind of difficult. Yeah. Different difficult. Right. They're both difficult. Um, they're both easy. It just depends on how you look at it. The last thing that I wanted to say too is on this is that um, a lot of people, when we were talking about sales, a lot of people have that picture of in-person. So what we're doing right now, where we have to talk to somebody in person and think like cars, think like Macy's salespeople when they try to sell you, you know, vacuums or, you know, delicates. I don't know, whatever they are. <laughs> delicates. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I think more makeup would probably makeup, be a good example. Go. Yeah. Jewelry. There delicates. you go. Yeah. Spoken like a man who's never bought a bra. Well, it's funny. It's funny. I was thinking about Sears. I was thinking about Sears. Okay. So, okay. So I thought about Delicate. Sears first, but I was like, I don't even think they're around anymore. They're not. Yeah. And so that would just would have showed my age. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. <laughs> and, but I was like, oh, Macy's is still around, but then Macy's doesn't sell appliances. They they do not. I know, and so I kind of got I got lost there. Yeah, what do they even what do they sell anyway? Yeah, Thanksgiving Day parades. Thanksgiving, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. That's what they sell. Um. So yeah, that is. So a lot of people think it's, that's going to be in person, but with technology nowadays, um, it's going to be all shapes and sizes. A lot of sales happen over the phone. A lot of sales even happen through text message and chat nowadays, especially with COVID happening. People are going more and more digital. And as long as it makes sense for the company, saves them money, and it also doesn't hurt sales, why why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. And I think that the, that's people, people are going to realize too, there are a lot more opportunities for sales jobs now than ever. It is just unreal. Like, cause people need to sell things and there's more, um, there's more things that are more easily saleable over the internet. And that is, that is just making for this explosion of, of online sales jobs that are available. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess to get into, so that's just an overview of just sales in general. Um, and just to kind of get into, if you are in in industry and you want to break into sales and you want to do it in an adjacent or the same industry, how do we go about doing that? So I would say that the easiest way to do that would be to look around at the things that you touch on a daily basis and then think about where they come from, right? So uh, a nurse... We a nurse is a great example because there's a lot of really easily available um, options for sales, right? So obviously you distribute drugs. So there's far, farm, pharmaceutical rep right there, you know, right at the very top. On another level would be the equipment that you use because you're familiar with it. And um, sale medical sales of medical equipment is a very good 
is a very good job, often pays extremely well. And um, for a lot of people, it's going to be mostly, it's going to be mostly phone calls. You're not going to be in places very often. And um, another thing is that what people don't realize is that as a job, knowing how those machines work, how they're used, why they're used, how frequently they break is really going to give you an insight into the sales process. And that is actually a huge tool that you can use to leverage your way into that. Another example would be if there's somebody that uh, brings supplies, you know, even that sells your gauze, there's a distributor that does that. And you can look into that and see if there's roles available there that you can, you can, you know, you have a unique view of what gets used, how it gets used, where it gets used, you know, what department uses it the most. So your insights into the way that materials are used would even give you a, a foot in the door at a company that sells materials that are used by hospitals too. Um, another example, probably last one would be um, the software that you use to keep track of your patients or log notes that your hospital uses. Um, there's somebody sold a hospital that software and that is that's a decent contract right there. That's money. And somebody sold it to them. And if you understand, again, what's used, why it's used, how it's used, that's a unique view that you have as a salesperson. That means that you can, if you can understand it, you can communicate it to somebody else and sell them a product. Yeah, definitely. So I think those are definitely great examples. And um, I think the basis of it for those that are not in the nursing profession is going to be basically the best way to identify the jobs or at least possible sales jobs is going to be looking at the different companies that make the things that are around you. So for nurses, you gave pretty solid examples there. For teachers, it's going to be the things that you use to grade uh, papers. It's going to be textbooks. It's going to be um, you know, the whiteboards that you use, or as if you're not working, if you're not using like expo pens, you're using a specialty type of pen or something like that, or a specific projector company, something, smart projectors, smart whiteboards, things like that kind of companies and brands are all over the place in any industry. Mm -hmm. And as you said, as somebody, as a professional already in that industry who is already using their products, you have a unique perspective of the pros and the cons and you, in your role, you're already, you already have that perspective that you can tell other people, prospective clients and prospective customers. Right, right. So for example, like just another, just another example to the person that sells the jobs, right? That's a, that's super easy, not easy, but it doesn't take a stretch of the imagination for us to identify that that is a sales role that is around you in your niche that you probably given the right training, you could, you could probably do it pretty well. You know, also there's power tools that you could, that you can be power and hand tools that you could look into these companies and different competitors of those companies. So just because you use sort of power tools to say, just because you use DeWalt doesn't mean you can't look at whether or not Makita is hiring. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just things of that nature that if you, if you 
if you look deep and look at everything around you, you can find something, right? And I think that is one of the biggest issues, which is why we're talking about it, that people that have never worked in sales, that they have a hard time with. They don't know where to start to even look for these jobs. I think that's a really accurate take. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they don't even know where to, where to look. Yeah. Where do I, where do I go to find sales jobs, even in this industry? Because I think a lot of people go like if they're a teacher, well, I can't sell teachers, you know, I don't, I don't, you can't sell. There's no sales involved. Yes, there is so much so much and they don't even realize they don't even realize it you know and in the case of nurses actually that would be a good one too like you can't sell nurses yes you can you could work for a travel agency you could work for a travel nursing agency in which case your entire job would be to sell labor to hospitals right because that's that's sales yeah and so those are just a couple of examples but like i said regardless of whatever you do just look around at the things that are around you and look at the tags, look at the labels and just start, start Googling, start looking up those companies. You know what I mean? That company careers, that company jobs. I mean, it's that simple guys. It's like that simple. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it doesn't have to be complicated, you know? Yeah. The, the next thing that we get a lot is where a lot of people get hung up on is that the fact that you have no sales experience, Mm. right? So you are just a nurse or you are just a teacher, but you've never sold anything to anybody. And so you don't know, you're wondering why would a company look at you? That's a good question. And I think that it could be answered with the fact that you need to look at your own value, which is you need to understand that as a user of whatever is being sold, you have a unique perspective because if you've used it, um, and this is where it really helps to apply for things that you use, like you don't have to like love a product, but you have to believe the product is useful or worth having, right? Because if you do, you can convince somebody else that it's worth having. If you're a teacher and you're really, really fond of the smart board that you use, you're like, this has changed the game for me. I use it every day. I love it. And this is how I use it. That is a sales proposition. That is a value proposition for a product. And if you can understand why it is that you like something and you apply for that company to use, to, to sell that exact thing or to sell products around that thing, that's great. That's You do have a value proposition and that is you're a user. You're a user of the product and you like the product and you want other people to use it and like it also. That's sales. Yeah, definitely. And it's very sincere also. Right. And you, and it's your job in the interview to get that all across. And so I'll, I'll give an example of, I have a friend that just recently they transitioned into a sales role and that what they're selling now is they're selling insurance to businesses. Um, so whether it's not health insurance, they're selling long-term care insurance. They're selling um, like accident insurance. Uh, benefits or, packages. Yeah, like fringe benefits packages though. Like um, like I said, long, like long-term care, um, things like Aflac, um, like interruption and paychecks because of 
yeah, like you break your arm and your bills, your health bills are covered. But your regular bills are but not. But your regular bills are not covered, right? Whatever. Something like that. Things like that. That type of insurance. And this person invited Hannah and, my, Hannah and I over to their house for dinner because when he got the job, because we are um, some of the only entrepreneurs that he knows and he want, wanted to pick our brains about the needs of entrepreneurs, right? And so we had dinner and we were just talking about the different hurdles and headaches that us as business owners go through and he was there taking notes and and learning. That is a type of experience that you will already have, right? Or to put this better, if he was an entrepreneur already, he would have had more insight into what bothers people. What yes, exactly. What do they need? What do they want? Right. What do they not care about? Exactly. Or what they do care about. Mm-hmm. Right. And why? Right. And because he's never been an entrepreneur, he can't even fathom the different problems. Someone who's graduated with a degree in business, but hasn't been, I'm going to go back to the teacher example. Cause I think that's the best example, but like somebody who, somebody who's graduated with a degree in business and wants to go into the same sales job. Uh, let's say you're up against the teacher who you're selling those smart boards. You're, you're selling the smart boards and you as a teacher can say, Oh, well I have a fourth grade class. And, uh, the reason I like this whiteboard is because, you know, these kids are used to iPads. And so if I were just to draw on the regular whiteboard, they don't pay attention to it as much, but because it rem- you know, because it reminds them of their iPads and I can engage them in a way that's familiar to them. And also because, you know, I put it at this eye level because that's where they can see it. Right. And I use these colors or this feature on here because it keeps their attention. Those are really, really specific uses. Right. And somebody who just has a general, like, I'm going to go get a sales job because my degree is in sales, but they don't know they don't know anything about what the product is or why people care about it or what matters about it. They don't have a compelling of a case, I think, to sell that product because they don't understand it, right? And they're not going to connect with people who need it as effectively because they don't even know how it, they don't even know how it works. Yeah, definitely. And if that was me, this is me hiring. I would pick somebody who's used the thing and understands the thing and likes the thing over somebody who is like on paper more qualified because the person who actually understands how it works can effectively communicate that to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that, you know, where you're going to struggle, where you're going to struggle in an interview is actually knowing the sales process. Um, whereas if you're, if you're up against somebody that actually has been a salesman before, they have sold things, that's where they're going to have you, but you're going to ha- just have to know that and educate yourself on the sales process first. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a plethora of things online and there's a plethora of books that you can read. So many books on sales. Right. And, um, you know, so some of the, some of the books that come to mind, you know, when I was, when I was learning it, you wouldn't think, but one of the most recommended like business or relationship books out there is like Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. Still. Yeah. Still it is. Um, there's a, um, power selling. That's another one that a lot of people. Yeah. That that's, that's another one. Um, Robert Cialdini had a article, um, 
I forget exactly what the, the 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 title of it was, but I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Um, he and ended up making it a book, but it was in Harvard Business Review. I think that you could probably get around the paywall if you do a little bit of googling. Um, but we'll we'll link to it in the show notes below or on our website degreefreenetwork.com. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of different books. We'll put we'll put a few resources of the things that we have that we've um the different sales books that we have read over the years Mm -hmm. which we've read a lot quite a few what we haven't read all of them no way you know and we have and we have so much more to learn but you don't you don't really need to read that many to get a decent idea of what's going on yeah yeah yeah, definitely and i wouldn't say and i wouldn't let that stop you either from applying Uh, i think that even a short little article like if you just look up the seven steps of selling and like i said we'll link all this in the show notes below if you just look that up and you read that and you internalize it and you think about the last time that you got sold something you know for most for most people that's probably i'm not trying to think in the last time that i dealt with a salesperson i can't really think of one you know it'd probably be, be the last time that i bought a car right Maybe maybe the last time I I was on vacation and I bought a tour. No, actually, it was picking a CRM. It was picking software, and you were chatting with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was software. Yeah, so the last person you interacted with, you never spoke to on the phone. It was a chat software salesman. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess if you think about if you think about it for our business, yeah, I. Just I interact with with uh, salespeople all the time. Now I think about it. You don't even realize those chat people yeah. are salespeople, but right. they are. Yeah. Sneaky. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So software sales, I just deal with those guys all the time, actually. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize they're salespeople. Yeah. 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 I was thinking. I I just I just got caught up in my own fallacy, yeah. right? I was thinking about people in person. Right. But yeah, I talk to software people all the time. See, there's so many there's so many sales jobs, guys, and sometimes people won't even realize you're selling them things. Right. Right. But yeah, I think that that is along with the resources that we'll we'll link below. I think the the biggest part of this is just so many people that are not in sales and never been in sales, they don't even know where to start looking for sales jobs. They don't even know what people are selling. Right. And so hopefully this episode is a quick one and just gives you an idea of where to start looking. And it's going to be difficult if you're a teacher and you want to sell jet engines. That one's going to be a jump. That's going to be a little bit difficult. Definitely not impossible. Not even close to impossible. Mm -mm. You're just going to have to probably get a sales job and you know or a job in that industry and then work your way up either or but this is more this episode is more towards people that are in an industry and want to go and do sales work in that industry because it's probably going to be a lot easier because you have industry specific knowledge that you can market when you're interviewing and it's probably going to jump out off of your resume much better than if you were, it's it's a little bit difficult, more difficult to sell somebody that you're a teacher and you have relevant experience to sell jet engines. Right. That's a tough sell. 
but you're a teacher and you want to sell curriculum. All right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit easier. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, I would, I would say that's a point in your column actually. Um, the people you're going to be competing with, um, at that level of sales are, you're going to be competing with people who have other sales jobs on their resumes. You're not going to have, you, I, I would think that somebody with experience in that field would beat out somebody with a degree and, and no experience almost every time. I, I don't know, but that's, that's what I think because it, you would pick somebody who actually understands who they're going to be selling to and why. Yeah. I think for sales, especially you don't need a degree for sales. No, you just don't. No, some of the most some of the most prolific salespeople that you know that that you hear speak or that you've heard little YouTube clips of, they they do not have college degrees. They're just really effective at communicating, and that's all it is. Yeah, and I think that that is it for today. I think yeah, I think that's all. Um, if you liked this episode and you want to know more and want to see it synthesized in a formal way, we do have the guide, like I said, on the website, which is degreefreenetwork.com. Do check that out if you want to use some of those methods to help you down this road of getting a job without a college degree. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you guys made it all the way through, if you guys wanted to help out the show, one of the best ways that you could do is go on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get get your podcast and give us a five-star review. Really helps get people to know what it is that we do here, you know, so we can get our ideas out there. Also, we're trying to be better about it. I'm trying to be better about it. Follow us on the socials. Uh, we'll put up on the screen. We'll we're kind of li- cool. We'll link them down below. We're trying to be better. Um, but yeah, if you can give us a follow, give us a like, thumbs up. But yeah, uh, if you have any questions, you guys can always email us, contact at the Uh, but until next time, guys, aloha.